Hello. 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 Be there. Are you talking Hello. to me? Hello. Yeah. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. <laughs> How's it going? It's going all right. All right. Yeah. Not that happy with my job right now. Oh. Eh, comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, end of the year blahs, maybe. Not really sure. It is a difficult place. It's a difficult store. Hmm. Not not much coverage in labor, so we're always uh, pressed for time. Not getting everything done every day. So it's, uh, it's exhausting and frustrating, and I would like to do something else, but... Who knows? I may feel differently in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's a, it's not a bad day job, and I, I need something with health insurance, so... Um, there you have it. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta... Sorry, it's just hard to look for things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really hard. And the sound of the crowd in the background. Yeah, we're having another fabulous party. Uh, mm-hmm. By party, I mean a game night, but uh, actually playing games this time, so that is good. Excellent, yes. Very good. Building up. I need to build well, up the pile. It, you were telling me about a, a game that you're going to try? Well, we've played it before. It is a game called One Night Werewolf, uh-huh. or just simply Werewolf is the original thing. Okay. Um, and that's a party game where you have, uh, I think it's one or two werewolves. I don't remember, because they've altered it so much and expanded it so much, it's hard to keep track of you know what each game is, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, like three to a dozen people can play mm-hmm. and you have uh, one person is the werewolf and one uh, most of the others are the villagers or all of the others are vi- villagers okay and you're unbeknownst vill- to the to everyone else yeah this uh, somebody is the werewolf correct as uh, ostensibly everybody is a villager but secretly one of them is a werewolf mm-hmm. trying to kill okay. the other players before they discover <laughs> who the werewolf is mm-hmm so it's basically you play um, several turns, I believe, over the course of what's supposed to be one night, and in the morning, you decide who's the who's the werewolf and lynch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are are kill. people bumped off uh, throughout this night? As I recall, yeah. So wh- how you play it is you can like you can open your eyes at a certain point. Like if you're if there are two people who are werewolves, right? Everybody mm-hmm. closes their eyes, and then there's an instruction. Okay, the werewolves can open their eyes, and then uh-huh. the werewolves know who the other one is. I believe that's the one that we played. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's it is a lot of fun, and there's a lot of variation in it because uh, each of the villagers has certain abilities and can you know kind of help or hinder the process based on who they are. And they've expanded it into, uh, there's another one called One Night Ultimate Vampire, where you're trying to (laughs) discover and kill vampires. And um, supposedly that makes things a lot harder if werewolf has become too mundane for you. Yes. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a cat outside who is upset that I am in the closet because he's sure that's where he needs to be at this moment. Of course, yes. Well, he wasn't in there before, <laughs> therefore he needs to be there now. Well, I'm in here. So, hey, yep. that's, that's where I wanted to be, don't you know? Yeah. And then you open the door and it's like, what are you doing? I didn't want to be there. Hey, man. Exactly. I don't need your stupid glue. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we have a cat fight outside. Oh, no. Of some sort. Uh, cats are doing their yowling. Uh-huh. Hopefully not 
the ones that you take care of? I think they probably are. I don't yeah. know how fighty they are, hmm. other than words. Right. You know, might, they, be, um, might be another wandering cat or something. Well, there, there's a... No, they don't fight with themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, our I mean. two cats fight yeah. with a, no neighborhood cats. I, right. Uh, neighboring cats mm-hmm. who... Um, before we got here, assumed that this was their place. Sure. And so... Uh, As you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we spotted one uh, wandering, uh, moseying his way into the into the, our driveway this morning, and I mm-hmm. ran him off, which is to say I ran out onto the porch and surprised it as it and took off into um, the hedge. But I'm sure he's hanging around. Right. So right before this show, we heard some yelling out there. They're giving each other what for. Scary. Mm. <laughs> but but usually it's only been a standoff. The other cats are bigger uh-huh. than our cats. Sure. And so um, ours will run up onto the uh, deck and um, across to the other side and kind of, they can fit very easily between the railings. <laughs> right. And these bigger cats can't fit. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> through there. So ours have pretty easy escapes, yeah. escape routes. You can slash through the bars. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. As long as they're okay. Mm-hmm. Outdoor yeah, cats are their dangerous business all around. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get catch scratch fever. Yeah. I always thought that if I was a billionaire, one of the things that I would fund would be a roving uh, spay and neuter service that would just capture uh, feral cats. Yeah, that would be very helpful. Spay them and then release them back. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's a big problem. Big. And that leads us to the rural report. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Hit it. Yeah. Well, the the mail of our oh, Zap, you playing a game of Operation in the closet? To well, I forgot war, to warm up things. for the game night. Our our mail yak uh, is no more. Foom, foom. Mate, this parrot wouldn't foom if you put four million volts in. <laughs> He's bleeding demise. was getting to be too mean and dangerous. Oh, I see. So we done him in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Soon to be uh, lots of uh, hamburger and steak <laughs> right. and, and so forth. Uh, we do have an extra freezer ready Okay. Ready for his um, parts. Did you pay and a butcher? Yeah. Sent, sent him to yeah. the butcher? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, they came out and 
and uh, did the deed. Oh. And uh, but they left uh, they left his his hide, mm-hmm. and because um, Megan wanted to to save it, you okay. know, it's got quite quite the uh, luxurious hair mm-hmm. uh, on it. Anyhow, she was going to get a um, what's it called a fleshing knife. Mm-hmm. Which is basically a, like a U-shaped knife blade with a handle on each end. Sure. Was that? I thought it was flensing, but sure. Oh, it probably is. Probably. Okay. Is. It's uh, one of those, you know, champing, chomping. Right. Uh, misnomers. Mm-hmm. And uh, a handle at both ends, so you can, you know, use two hands to to do the scraping of the inside of the hide to get all the, you know, flesh pieces off the of the leather, so it can cure. Right. Without rotting. Sure. Can't get one in town. You have to like go online or go to a spe- specialty taxidermy shop uh which isn't around here right but the the what i called the butcher guy he said well give me let me give you a tip use a pressure washer it'll be way faster oh wow what a good idea well (laughs) course is a good idea (laughs) so she stopped by uh walmart and bought a pressure washer the hyper tough pressure washer and hilarity ensued because (laughs) this thing can cut butter okay um you know it's like uh, like grandpa feeling the death ray, eh, kind of warm, warm, or feels warm, kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. And so it, like I, I turned it on my car and I could wipe off more dirt with my finger, you know, just a quick rub on uh, then this thing could take off. Whop, so it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So, so she returned that the next day and found out that her dad has a pretty good pressure washer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he brought that over the next day and she blasted it with that one. Right. 2,800 PSI. Still took a long time. I'm, I'm wondering if it really would have been any faster than a, a flensing knife. Uh-huh. But but at the same time, you don't have to get quite so down and dirty. Except right. for the fact that um, when she was done, there was, uh, well, my brother-in-law called it chum <laughs> everywhere. Like little bits and pieces that got blasted off were, I don't know, 40, 50 feet away. Mm-hmm. You know, so she did it out in the middle of the sort of our side yard between the house and the barn there. And um, there were bits plastered around on the barn and um, all across. One flew over the back and onto my windshield on my car. Lovely. It was pro- probably 40 feet away. I noticed when I was driving in the morning, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> somewhat unpleasant. <laughs> what, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So. It's just, uh, you just go, what's that on your car? Eh, it's just some yak meat. Piece of yak. <laughs> like, um, yeah. what? Okay. okay. No more questions. Yeah, well, it reminded us <laughs> of the uh, the famous Oregon story from, I think, the 80s, where the, there was a, a, a whale that had washed up on the beach. Do you know about this yeah, one? of course. It's legendary. <laughs> okay. And the, I think, fish and game people decided to blow it up. Mm. They thought it would be just as easy because it's this huge, you know, multi-ton object on the beach to get rid of it. Right. Difficult. So they just blow it up into tiny bits, and it would provide food to the <laughs> seagulls and whatever, I, crabs, who knows. Unfortunately, I, th- I don't remember what kind of amount of dynamite they used, yeah, too but much. it blew it into very large chunks, mm-hmm. including a piece that uh, I guess you could say not beach. enough. Not nearly enough. But it was, a, it was yeah. the, the amount to blow it into tiny chunks probably <laughs> would have been exceptionally dangerous. Yes. <laughs> so... More dangerous than the very large piece that mm. flew through the air several hundred feet and <laughs> yeah. crushed a car, right? Uh, or the the roof of a car in the parking lot. So yes, legendary. Whoopsie, on, right? <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, this was a much smaller scale. Indeed. But, yeah. but no less um, uh, unexpected. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. An exciting, uh, if not gruesome, report. <laughs> yes. Very true. Mm-hmm. Well, Megan said, we'll put that on the rural report when we were uh, discussing it. I guess but you, okay. yeah, you have to. <laughs> so is that a common thing for male yaks to become mean as they well, age? See, we thought that uh, having it fixed would eliminate that, which uh-huh. usually it would. You know, they, um, instead of a bull, he was a steer, uh, and usually they become calmer. Uh-huh. But he was more not calm. <laughs> he was more of the opposite, and he uh-huh. he was really shoving the other the ladies around and kind of like if you're facing him, he wouldn't do much. But don't turn your back on him; he might come up and he had some pretty formidable horns. Yeah. Gosh, I thought he'd be happier in his true habitat. Oh, I think he is. Then why is he attacking all those other elephants? Well, animals are a lot like people, Mrs. Simpson. Some of them act badly because they've had a hard life or have been mistreated. But, like people, some of them are just jerks. Stop that, Mr. Simpson. (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) you had a music share. I do. Uh, it was a weird coincidence because yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think Spotify has my name, but oh. and on my Discover Weekly there was a uh, a track called Marcus mm-hmm. by Jake and Javier, and I know I know nothing about this band. Wait, um, I thought it was Jake and Javier by Marcus. No, 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 no. Jake and Javier is the band. Oh, okay. Marcus is the track. Okay, Marcus is the song. And uh, it was quite nice. I liked it. And uh, yeah, it's got a 
kind of nice. Is it shoegaze-ish or? Mm, I don't know. It's got dream. It's, it's sort of yeah. It's got that influence. It it seems like. Mm. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I was surprised that you know there was my name there and this unknown band. But but the style fits in with the stuff that I like. Yeah. So hurrah for algorithm, I guess. I but, suppose. Yeah. I thought it was. I, that, that's the only track that they have on Spotify. Oh, that's interesting and, too. Uh, the the Facebook group, the uh, the Facebook page doesn't give much information about them either. Hmm. So they're ostensibly a duo, I think, keyboard and bass. And mm -hmm. for live shows, it looks like they have a guitar player every once in a while. So or or I don't know, regularly maybe. But uh, yeah. there's a photo of them playing live, and there's a guitar player. So hmm. they, they, well, uh, maybe yeah. you got them on the on the uh, the Vanguard. It's possible. The, uh, I'll be watching. I mean, I did like the, I did like this tune, so I I'll be uh, I'll just kind of be watching them for them. I was thinking of almost like what popped into my head. Uh, Pet Shop Boys for somehow uh -huh. popped into my head as as something reminiscent of that. Maybe it's their voice, their vocal quality, um. not the style per se. Uh, you know, unless mm -hmm. they. Uh, had one that was kind of um, kind of dreamy, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. What, what about it? I mean, had that pop into my head? Neil has a a bit of a soft uh, vocal thing. I don't wanna, I don't know if I'd call it dreamy. Mm. Kind of breathy, right? Yeah. So that does come through, uh, but it's not. He he, it sounds nerdy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it seems insulting, but. Um, there was some some quality of his uh, nasally, I guess that was what made hmm. it sound like that. He's got that as well. Yeah. Um, so there is a yeah. I hadn't thought about that connection. Maybe I'll have to. I'll, I'll listen again and, and see if I see that parallel. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about Pet Shop Boys in uh, many years. So, hmm. but that, somehow that popped in my head. So maybe I don't know. It'd be interesting I mean, to get your take on it if went with a direct comparison. When when you work retail, every once in a while, uh, there will be a Pet Shop Boys. Oh. thing in any 80s compilation there'll be some let's make lots of money thing. comes to mind in a <laughs> right. situation yeah which uh, <laughs> they still they still do off of those hits yeah they meant a lot to gays growing mm. up in the 90s you know that that was something to hold on to mm -hmm. because they were both out gay men in the music biz which was very unusual in the 80s not as i guess they were more in the dance ma mainly a duo it's totally a duo oh i had i didn't know that i, yeah. I thought it was a whole uh, like a full band. Yeah, Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe. The, mm -hmm. That is the duo. So okay. they have had their, you know numerous hits over the years. Yeah. They had a long have have had a long and fruitful career. Very cool. Very another duo, They're like Jake and Javier. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe there's a little uh, something to that. Then. Could be In my the recesses of my mind. Mm -hmm. hmm. What about you? You've got music. Well, I, I came across one uh, on the Bluegrass Channel that was called Fried Taters and Onions. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just on the way home. I I picked up the little girl, uh, by Carolina Blue. Uh -huh. And first thing I thought was, hey, is this our rural report music? It's similar. And <laughs> and the little girl was like, this is fast. I like this music. <laughs> I said, oh, you like that? Okay. So I let it play. Right. And it wasn't just that it's fast, but sometimes she likes uh, different things, and she gets back there and starts rocking back and forth. That's her, her really enjoying it dance move. Mm -hmm. Not much you can do in the car seat, but <laughs> right. but uh, you can head that bang. was cute. So mm -hmm. <laughs> well, side to side, though. <laughs> oh, I see. So I thought I'd ask you about it, <laughs> but I know that that is not our rural report. Music it is now. not our rural report music. True, as uh, our, our rural <laughs> report music is Foggy Mountain Breakdown, the classic, <laughs> the classic <laughs> quote unquote getaway music. 
Yeah. That is the, you know, sort of banjo tune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to banjo banjo tune. This is uh <laughs> this is different. It's uh you can if you put them side by side it's obvious, but you know, just yeah. a it's a it's a similarly riffy banjo part. That's all I got. It just just popped on, and I was like, "Eh, mm-hmm. let me compare." Yeah, so. it's good. They're they're uh, they're great, mm-hmm. as most bluegrass players are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking more of them today are trained, but uh, quite a few, you know, just came up. So much of that music is just wrote people learning it from the grandpappy. Yeah, on you know, they're just sitting around with the family band or right. the neighborhood group get together, and you're on the porch, and you just start picking up a, a note here or there, and eventually you mm-hmm. you're teaching it to your grandkids yeah be it banjo mandolin or uh, gut bucket <laughs> i was gonna say loot but sure <laughs> that's the only thing that came to mind yeah hey speaking of gut bucket um one, one of the one of the teachers at uh, well let me back up just here we're gonna have our annual christmas sing-along coming up this uh wednesday no thursday at, uh, at uh, one of my schools uh-huh. and last year was my first year at the school and so they said hey uh, what's your main instrument the, the guy that organizes it right and i told him trumpet and he said oh okay well and so and then he, he found some he gave me the music and i quickly transposed it out of all those mm-hmm. <laughs> string keys mm-hmm. <laughs> for me and, and i played along so there's a piano guitar uh two guitars uh, trumpet was me and gut bucket <laughs> what <laughs> yeah one of the teachers he 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 plays the plays the uh, the broom handle on a wash basin Weird. string there, and last year he got a new one, so he played the brand new gut bucket. <laughs> sure, he's proud to <laughs> proud to uh, show off. Yeah, you know, it's galvanized glory. 
It was. <laughs> so I'm expecting to have a look-see okay. at that coming up in the next couple of days. Wow. <laughs> exciting. Yeah, well, uh, you know what else is exciting? Is? Bros at It's Just Called Two Brothers. That is it's the name the, of the uh, show. An uh, email <laughs> of that that would be uh, something you could send email to uh-huh. if you were at all interested in the show called It's Just Called Two Brothers. Right. I'm James. I'm Marcus. Uh-huh. And this has been... <laughs> <laughs> this has been a show. A show. Uh, uh, if you uh, yeah. if you tweet, you can tweet at us at IJC2B. And blogging occurs periodically at MarcusHarwell.com. Uh, most every day. There you go. Trying to make it a daily thing. I, I slip every now and then, but who doesn't? <laughs> That'd be me. Because <laughs> I do zero blogging, so I'm uh, 100% accurate on <laughs> right. my predictions of when I blog. No. Have you <laughs> finished uh, BoJack Season 5 yet? No. Okay. Now I, I chastised myself for watching Disenchanted uh, uh, today, a couple episodes. Okay. Which I, um, I, I'm up, I threw chapter, or chapter, well, they do it in chapters like you know, hmm. episodes. I'm past episode three now mm-hmm. in Disenchanted. But then I thought, oh, I was supposed to do Bojack. Right. But this was kind of funny, so I stuck with I it. To, I need to steal myself and marathon that after through because for I'm, many months. I'm being asked to comment on other shows that I'm supposed to watch and haven't.